0: Praise the Lord. We are redeemed. Amen. Let's turn and redeem means to be bought back with blood. And we are bought back with the blood of the Lamb. And uh, it's good to be in a church where the blood of the Lamb is always honored and exalted. And we praise him for precious blood. Shed for us. Amen. Proverbs chapter 1. I know Rachel read from Proverbs chapter 9. um, But we're still going to be kind of working through the book of Proverbs. Um, it would take a long, long time to go through and cover everything, but it's important for us to maybe go through it step by step a little, as much as we can. Um, I want to just say from verse 10 here, let's read from verse 8, No, verse 7, The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of knowledge of the fear of the Lord. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. We looked at that a little last week. And then it says, My son, hear the instruction of your father and forsake not the law of your mother. I don't know if your experience is anything like mine. But what I've found is, is that the older I get, the more clever my mom and dad seem to be. But they weren't clever when I was wee. They were just, uh, as Hannah would say, fun suckers. They were there to stop you having fun. They were there to prevent you doing what you wanted to do. And they seemed very harsh and strict. And What did they know anyway? Amen. Were you like that with your parents? Or were you goody two-shoes that always thought your mum and dad were always right? Amen. We've all got that little bit in us, haven't we? And, and it's we, we think our parents know nothing. What do they know? But as I said, the older you get, you know, it, it's kind of annoying us times I think even today of times when I get told off or worse um, when I was younger uh, and then I realize it it dawns on you that, you know, you weren't being harshly treated. You were probably being leniently treated by the simple fact that, you know, you realize your parents were right. Am I right? Amen. And, you know, there's there's, there's a price to pay if you step out of line, okay? And it could be a whole lot worse than just getting your backside leathered, which, of course, today you can't even mention that. That's, oh, my goodness. But, you know, it didn't do you any harm. And people don't understand it. But anyway, but, you know, it's not just getting battered. There's instruction. And there's the law of your mother. Now, everybody knows that mothers lay down the law, don't they? Amen. And I remember my mum, and I'd push her and push her, uh, and my sisters and I always remember, my mum would, if you pushed her too much, she'd have a face. And the minute that face appeared, there was only one thought in your mind, run as fast as you can. Because once that face came on, my mum, that was it. Okay, there was no appeasing, there was no, oh, didn't you really mean it? You had to get out of presence until that face disappeared okay it might take a couple of hours you'd have to go and do things but i well remember fleeing from the presence of my mother when that face came on her. and if you couldn't get away then you you paid amen but mothers lay down the lawn fathers instruct what he's really saying here is is that your parents know what's good for you what's right and wrong amen and so he, he's talking about wisdom he ties it up with the fear of the Lord, the fear of Yahweh, the fear of God, is very much tied up with how you treat your parents. Honor thy father and mother. It's the, it's the commandment with promise, isn't it? The first commandment with a promise attached to it, that your life will belong on the earth. And I'm just going to share a couple of things here about this. We, 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 you may say, well, what about people who their parents are cruel? And abusive physically, mentally, um, or in any other way, even worse than that. How can you honor your parents? Well, let me just say this. There's a difference between honor and respect. We're not commanded to respect our parents. We're commanded to honor them. There is a difference. You're not even commanded to love your parents. Some parents are not lovable. And you can't respect them. Respect is something you earn, isn't it? When you see, we, you respect somebody who's excellent at what they do. Uh, it might be a, a, a sportsman, it might be a singer, it might be some someone who's excelled, someone who's achieved something, you respect that person, okay? A brain surgeon, uh, a doctor, a, a nurse, somebody who's doing something that you can respect. Well, not all parents are like that. But honor's a different thing because honor is in your gift. Honor is simply saying, Before the Lord, will I honor them. I might not respect them because they might not have earned my respect. I might not love them because they were horrible. But I choose to honor them. Amen. And when you do that, you put yourself in a position where God can bless you by giving you long life. Amen. So, then he says, the instruction of your father and the law of your mother... They will be an ornament of grace unto your head or a wreath of favor. We all need favor in this life, don't we? We all need to experience favor. When somebody shows you favor, someone does a kindness to you. Someone gives you something that you don't even deserve. And it says, if you will listen to the instruction of your father and the the direction, the law of your mother, you will be blessed. And it's all tied back with the fear of Yahweh, the fear of the Lord. Then, verse 10 My son, if sinners entice you, consent you not. Now, what does that mean? We all know what that means. I know what it means. It means don't hang about with the bad boys. Amen. I broke that law. I'm sure some of us in here have done that too. Don't hang about with folks that are going to drag you into trouble. Amen. I remember a period in my life where I was backslidden and I was hanging about. with, And, and I you know, I had great times with some of these guys. One day it just dawned on me, if I keep hanging about with these folks, I'm going to end up with a knife in my chest. And I just pulled right back. My son of sinners entice you, consent you not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us look privately for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. In other words, let's go a robin, or let's go and batter somebody or let's go and do something. Okay? Friends, it, it, who you associate with, the Bible says, a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So it's so important that you surround yourself with people who will uplift you, who will bless you, who will lead you in the path of righteousness, amen, rather than hanging about with people that will drag you down with them. So don't do it. And that's wisdom, isn't it? This is practical wisdom. This isn't just airy-fairy stuff, philosophical ideas. This is the rubber meets the road because, let me tell you, the temptation to hang around with the wrong people, is, is there all the time, isn't it? And we all know who those people are. I mean, we're not being judgmental. We're not being, you know, we just know it's not good for me if I hang around them. But when you hang around the good folks in church, amen, when you hang around other fervent Christians. So there's a little bit of wisdom that the Lord gives us here in Proverbs chapter one. And these people say, we shall find all precious substance, we shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. Oh, let's not do that. Amen. Let's not hang around people that will get us into trouble, get us into drugs, get us into drink, get us into you know uh, uh, all kinds of stuff, violence. Oh, well, let's go and chip that guy. Oh, stay away. Amen. My son, walk you not. Or walk not you in the way with them. Refrain your foot from their path. You know, it's not about being religious. It's not about saying, well, I'm a, I'm a holy roller. I'm, a, I'm a, a Bible thumper. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll go to church and hang out with, it, with all these folks. This is not just for you to be religious. This is to save your life from destruction. Amen. To save your life from the jail. Or lying face down in an alley somewhere, the blood pouring out you because you went with the wrong crowd and somebody stabbed you or whatever. These are real things. God deals with real life. His word deals with real life. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. So there's a little bit of practical advice. And they lay wait for their own blood, they look privately for their own lives. Let me just tell you something. People who are not following the paths of wisdom are self-destructive. That's the thing. They may try and destroy others, but ultimately, self-destruction is the fruit, is the harvest of people who refuse wisdom. Okay? They're actually laying in wait for their own blood. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. If you live by the chip, you die by the chip. Amen? If you live by violence, violence will come to you. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which takes away the life of the owners thereof. Now, that's wisdom speaking. That's shown you something here, that if you're greedy of gain, that if you're somebody who wants to uh, go after money without any morals, not talking here about making an honest living. We're not talking here about looking after yourself. We're talking here about people who, well, if I rob that person or I con that guy, I'll, I'll, I'll make a fast buck. It says, such thinking takes away your life. Amen. So it's death. Then verse 20. Wisdom cries outside. She utters her voice in the streets. She cries in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city she utters her words. Wisdom is available. That's the the key part here. Okay? Wisdom is available. You don't have to be a dummy. You don't have to do foolish things. You don't have to be somebody who takes wrong paths in life. Wisdom is available. Okay? I'm going to show you something here. It says, wisdom cries outside. She utters her voice in the streets. She cries in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city, she utters her voice. Did you know that wisdom is walking through the streets of Glasgow today saying, I'm here. I'm available. I can show you things that will improve and enhance your life, give you long life, give you riches, give you honor. Change and transform your life. And if your life is changed and transformed, the city's life is changed and transformed. For every person that walks in the paths of wisdom in the city of Glasgow today, Glasgow is flourishing. Amen? By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown, pulled down by the mouth of the wicked. So what you say, what comes out of your mouth, speaking words of wisdom. Now, let me explain this to you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, Jesus is our wisdom. Christ is our wisdom. Christ is our wisdom. Jesus has made wisdom to us. But the Bible says he is Christ, the wisdom of God. So let me read this to you in a different way. If Christ is our wisdom, Jesus Christ cries outside. Jesus Christ utters his voice in the streets. Wisdom is just personified here as Lady Wisdom in the book of Proverbs. But the Bible says Jesus is wisdom to us. Jesus cries in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city. He's speaking, he utters his word. Now we know that's true. Folks in this room, myself included, have been preaching in the streets, correct? Even every Sunday morning, Ellen standing at the door is in the street saying, come in. Mm -hmm. Amen? So when we understand that wisdom, Jesus' is wisdom to us, what, what it's saying here is the offer of salvation. And the Bible says... That it makes us wise to salvation. That offer is available. It's available in this church every time we open those doors. It's available when people go out in the streets and preach. It's available when you hand out tracts. It's available. The gospel is available. There are streets all over the city where the gospel is preached in the churches. Amen. The chief place of conquest, well, you know, you go into Buchanan Street, Suckey Hall Street, whatever, on a Saturday, you'll find the guys there. Jesus loves you. Come to Jesus. Friends, that's what he's talking about. The most wise thing you can ever do is give your life and heart to Jesus Christ. But that's just the beginning of wisdom. He says here wisdom is... Crying in the opening of the gates. The gates in Scripture always is, means government. It always means government. Uh, that, the meaning of the gates is because that's where the governments would sit, in the gates of the city. Well, you know, I don't know if they do it in Glasgow City Council. They probably do. Maybe they, they, they've stopped it. I don't know. But I know they do it in the, the parliaments. They start with prayer. Amen. And they often have people in to speak from churches. Again, I don't know how common that practice is now, but it certainly has been. And you know, this these gates, we've got gates. Yeah. Some churches don't have gates. We've got gates. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We're scriptural. We're a Bible church. Amen. Our gates are open. You know, if they want to come in, if the, the provost wants to come in, if Nicola Sturgeon wants to drive up from Broomhouse and come in and listen to real good preaching and hear the wisdom that it will make her wise unto salvation and also stuff that she can use to govern the nation of Scotland. You know, I remember preaching down in London many, many, many times. And where I preached was just up from the Houses of Parliament. Now, I didn't ever see a Prime Minister walk in, but they could have if they wanted to. Wisdom is crying aloud, folks. And what I'm saying is wisdom is available. Salvation is available. Redemption is available. And the wisest thing you can do is take advantage of it and receive it for yourself, which we've done. Praise God. Then it says here, verse 22, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? Well, let me give you the 2022 version of that. How long, you dumplings, will you love being a dumpling? Amen. How long, you dunderheads, will you love being a dunderhead? Amen. Well, let me just say this. That's what simplicity means. Mm. What's going on? Yeah. How long are you going to love being like that? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. How long are we going to live in a Britain, where, in a Scotland, where dumplings are in the government? Where fools are making the laws and the legislation. Look at, look at the mess that we're seeing just recently where our prime minister. And we're not being political and we're not just scoffing at them. Because every Sunday morning here we pray for them. And we pray for them throughout the week as well. I hope we do. I know I do. Because when fools are running the country, the country will suffer. Amen? When you have a fool in charge. And that's why Proverbs is written. Because who was it written by? A king. The wisest king that ever lived until Jesus came, but you know Solomon's wisdom was known throughout the earth, and people would bring him tribute, gold, silver, precious things, just so they could sit in his presence and listen to the wisdom that came out of his lips. Wouldn't it be great if you could turn on BBC Parliament today or tomorrow or whatever, and say, "Whoa, listening to the wisdom of these people." Sadly, that's not the case, is it? But wisdom is the key. Be wise, O ye kings, the Bible says. Be wise. The command to kings and leaders and rulers of nations is to be wise. Why? Because they're not being wise. And that message must come from Christians, friends. It must come from you and I. And we don't just wait till the elections to the ballot box. We put our cross in whatever party we choose. We have to be in the place of prayer and we have to be active in trying to change our nation by prayer and and whatever, preaching and so on. This is wisdom speaking. Because I've called and you refused, I've stretched out my hand and no man regarded Here's the problem that we have here is that wisdom is crying out, but not enough people are listening. Not enough people are responding. We could actually say that again about the Lord Jesus, couldn't we? That offer of salvation. Now in times of revival, we see many people coming into the kingdom. But in other times, times of declension, times where there's a great falling away, we don't see a lot of salvations. We don't see a lot of people responding. It's still our duty, though, to keep preaching the word, be faithful, and witnesses and testament, testament testify to him. He says, you've set it nothing, verse 25, all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. But look what it says here. Because you're doing this, verse 26, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. The price of refusing wisdom is a price nobody wants to pay. Because when you mock wisdom, when you refuse wisdom, when you consciously... You see, God regards when you refuse wisdom that you're actually choosing stupidity, choosing foolishness which means you're choosing destruction. Wisdom will bring you life. Foolishness will bring you destruction. This is true for all of us. And it's not been condemning of anybody here. Because I've done stupid things this week of you. Amen. I put my hand up. We all have to be people who follow wisdom. And wisdom is available. The Bible says uh, the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth. This book here is the way to fill your heart and mind with wisdom. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And every word that God says is wise. God never said anything stupid. Did you know that? And never will. Out of his mouth proceeds The things that will give you and I understanding in life. We do stupid things. But we don't have to because we can follow wisdom. All right. He says here, wisdom is speaking, it says, When your fear comes as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish comes upon you. We're not playing games. God is not playing games a society that continually refuses to follow God's word, follow his ways, and obey him, there's going to come a a breaking point, isn't there? A tipping point. We've seen it time and time again in history, where society, we've seen it in our own land. Before the wesley Whitfield revival in the 18th century, Britain was on the verge of complete destruction. And we've seen it many times. A society that turns its back on God is a society of fools. But it can only go on so long before that society collapses. Friends, we're at that point today. That's just not scaremongering from the preacher. That's not fire and brimstone. It's just reality. Then shall they call upon me This is wisdom speaking, but I will not answer. They shall seek me earnestly, but they shall not find me. In other words, they go past a point of no return. Father, in Jesus' name we ask that Britain will not go past that point, that Scotland will not go past that point, in Jesus' name. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord or the fear of Yahweh. God says it's very clear to him that if you reject wisdom, You are actually hating knowledge. You're hating wisdom. You're hating him. The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. Thank God for churches who preach the word of God and for people who have the wisdom to say, I need to be there and listen to that. I need to be there in fellowship with the saints. I need to be a witness to the the folks around me that I am for the Lord. Amen. So be encouraged, brothers and sisters. You're a witness to those around you just by coming through that door and sitting down and listening to this good preaching. (coughs) They would none of my counsel, they despised all my reproof. Reproof simply means getting told off, chastisement. Now, I didn't like reproof. From my mum and dad. From my dad, it was more often uh, from his hands. Amen. The laying on of hands ministry. Um, I didn't like it. And it's never pleasant. But, you know, there comes a point when you realize, I need my backside kicked. Am I right? The adult thing to do in life is to say, you know what? I I understand that I've messed up, and I submit to reproof, to chastisement. Amen? You know, I sometimes hear things from preachers that I don't like because it touches me where it hurts. Amen? That's what it's meant to do. It's not always happy clappy, oh, the Lord loves you, everything's great. Sometimes it isn't great, is it? And sometimes, when it isn't great, it's not because uh, God has failed us, and it's not even some because the devil's attacked us. It's because we've been dumb, foolish, stubborn. Amen. Anybody that's married knows what stubborn means. Am I right? They would none of my counsel. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. People talk a lot about the judgment of God, but really the judgment of God in the most part is this, that you fall into the hands of a loving God. What it really means is you you, you reap what you sow. When you eat of the fruit of your own way. Now I know I'm speaking to a bunch of really nice Goody-two-shoes folks today. Amen. But some people aren't like that. Some people, they eat of the fruit of their own way. You see, the way of transgressors is hard, the Bible says. And transgression is simply violating principles and protocol. You know, it's not good to walk about your face tripping me all the time. Amen. And take out your bad moods on other folks. And you know a lot of unhappy people. They're unhappy because they make other people unhappy, aren't they? Show a little tenderness. Spread, spread the kindness. Amen. (laughs) I know I don't need to tell any of you folks this. The turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. Fools can no prosperity. And the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. We all know about it. We've probably all read it about the people that win the lottery. How many of them end up, I know a man who got who, who, millions and ended up driving a taxi or something. Living in a council house. He lived in a big mansion. Why? Because if you're not a wise person, somebody smarter than you is going to take that money from you. Or you'll just blow it all. The prosperity of fools shall destroy them. They actually should have a test for all these lotteries and pools and everything else that you can't enter if you're not clever or wise. Amen? Because how many people have had millions and end up own millions? The prosperity of fools shall destroy them. What's the answer then? Be wise because wisdom brings you riches and honor anyway. Wisdom is available, friends. Wisdom is the answer. You know, um, if you think about it, what the country is crying out for right now is a prime minister. Because we've had quite a few that had no wisdom or very little wisdom. And and you could actually say this, that some of them had no wisdom because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You get somebody in 10 Downing Street today who fears God, and you've got a wise prime minister. That's why we pray every Sunday for that. Because if you have, and by the way, you and I will be blessed. Lourdes pack will get down to decent prices. Your gas and electricity, in other words, society will be impacted by somebody with wisdom in the offices of power. We, right now we have a prime minister who's in office, but not in power. The banks are running the country not the elected officials. And this book of Proverbs here in God's Word says, the borrower, is servant, to the lender. So if we owe money to the banks, which we do, millions, billions, whatever it is, then we are slaves of the banking system. That's a whole different sermon. But if we start to walk in wisdom in our own lives, then that will impact the nation too. Anyway, whoever listens to me, this is Wisdom Speaking, verse 33, and we'll close with this shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Who wants to dwell safely today? Who wants to be far away from the fear of evil or any calamity or anything bad? Just having a nice, peaceful existence, a life of blessing, a life of peace, a life where you just, you know, every day you go up and say, oh, it's another day to enjoy myself. It's another day to go for something to eat. (laughs) Some, some of them are living in Beulah land already. Amen. They're feasting on the mountain. But we'd all like to do that, wouldn't we? Wisdom is the path. And there's only one source of wisdom that you and I need to know about, and it's this book. This is the source of wisdom. Out of God's mouth proceedeth the things that can bless you and I because of every word that God speaks is wisdom. So the Lord bless you, folks. I hope that's been a help to you. We're going to continue. We might not do it every week, but we will continue looking at wisdom as we work our way through Proverbs. Uh, such a, read, let me just say this, there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. So that's 31 days of the month. Read a chapter at least every day and meditate on it, study it, think about it, and speak it out loud, and you will see blessing in your life. Amen. Hmm.